2: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void are prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you want to try a free trial, go to the website BuiltForTheStage.com. Or click the link in the description of this episode, and you can work for seven days with your own Broadway fitness coach on an online app. So check it out. No catch, no gimmicks. Builtforthestage.com. If you like Built for the Stage podcast, please rate, subscribe, and leave a comment. It'd be greatly appreciated. All right. Please enjoy this conversation.
2: let's get a little bit into like the the acting and performing part so you started dancing at six who and how and what you know how did that all happen
3: you know my sister was actually a dancer recreationally and Mm -hmm. i have my sister Haley. she's four years older than me and she would kind of just go to classes so i at first i was kind of The brother who would have to go with mom to you know there and so i would go to the dance studio all the time and finally they basically said hey we're gonna start like an you know we're gonna start like a boys thing and does he want to take a tap class and i just kind of also tried it recreationally little did i know that it was about to kind of you know be the next 20 plus years uh 25 plus years of my life and that's really what I love about it though is because I just started because you know I was gonna take a class next thing I know I was passionate about it next thing I know it was like it turned into some other things and it was just a giant snowball effect so you know if it really wasn't for me even being introduced to that and if it also wasn't for my family who they just were very supportive they kind of constantly said you know that's awesome like if you like this keep doing it and then it just kind of kept turning into other things and other things. So you never took a break from it? You started at six and you never veered off? No I did I mean I think I think a lot of times in life um, as you're growing up you know other things happen so like I did it from probably six until like 17 and I was straight competition dancer. So, you know, I I had a I had a dance teacher named Christy who is like a second mom to me. I mean, she really took me under her arm and really was my dance teacher, you know, throughout my whole life until I moved to LA, but there was times where yeah, I took a year off for you know high school things, or uh, when I was 17, I actually wanted to be in a band and I was a singer at that time, and so you know I took some time off to pursue that. And then there was other times where I was doing community theater in Dallas, and so I was I took a little bit of time off for that. So it was never consecutively, but I will have to say that you know since I was six years old. I haven't stopped dancing, but there was definitely breaks.
2: Like for, you know, kids wanting to do musical theater or, or be an actor, or even audience members that come to see the show, um, you know, if you're one of the kids that's studying and doing shows or whatever, it's one thing to do uh, a two week run or a show for one weekend. You know, it's another thing to be on Broadway doing seven, eight shows a week for two hours, two and a half hours. Uh, especially a physical show like you just did with Spongebob. And doing that day in and day out for one month, two months, three months, six, a year, two years, depending on the show. And
3: it's no walk in the park, mentally or physically. A lot of people think what we do is fun. And I will say, yes, you are correct, it is fun. But it is a job. Every single morning, every, you know, you, what you eat, what you you know what you put into bo- your body what you do at the gym and then what you do in dance class all kind of wraps itself up my best advice is if you're good at it that's awesome keep that up but you have to focus on what you're bad at because if you're not focusing on where you lack then that you know where you lack if you can make that a strength too it's going to help you book a job In your
2: uh, Instagram bio, your profile, it says, "God is good and faithful." What does that mean to you?
3: Boom. Um, all right. This is this is my life. Uh, I faith is first. So I talk about I talk about the five Fs, um, and I my five Fs are are for my career and for my everyday life. It's faith, fitness, food, friends, family. Those are the five things that keep me going every single day. Now you might say, okay, well faith is first, but why do you put family last? It's, it's not last, they're bookends for me. And everything in between is the most important thing. Now faith, excuse me, let me rephrase that. Faith and family are the most important things. But without that, I wouldn't have everything else in between. And so for me, a lot of people go on in this life and they go in an audition and they walk out and they freak out about it and they're on Instagram and they're like, I just had an audition and this and that. And there's so much anxiety already in the world and um, that for me, yeah, I deal with anxiety in other ways, but for me in my career and in with my family and with my friends, I just kind of go, hey, whatever whatever God has planned, that's what he has planned. You know? And if I'm not supposed to get that show, I'm not supposed to get that show. If I'm supposed to be in this show and I have the worst audition, I'm going to walk out and I call it the walk and forget. I walk out of auditions and I forget about it instantly because I know if I'm supposed to be a part of it and if I'm supposed to be in that show, then it's going to be, you know? and. I feel like a lot of times, for me at least, I I am living for something else. I'm not living for my career, I'm living for my wife, I'm living for my family, I'm living for my friends, and that all comes from faith. All right, so film and TV,
2: you were mentioning you were in LA for a little bit there, um, or maybe a lot of it, I don't know. Um, you did some stuff like Annie, you did vinyl on HBO, Glee, Gossip Girl, Nurse Jackie. You were like a football player, dancer in a Madonna video where she was like getting shot at. It's very uh, kind of weird, but uh, yeah, you guys should check that out. You even choreographed for uh, Orange Is the New Black. I saw, yeah. which was really cool. It was
3: awesome. Yeah.
2: So I just listed all that. A lot of big stuff there. Um, You know tell me tell me some of that like your experiences you picked up because obviously the theater world is much different Um, so yeah just anything you got just just for us out there
3: you know it's cool because I spent two years in LA and I thought I was gonna stay in LA and then I had an opportunity to come with my two best friends. I was living with my two best friends, Hunter and Mike at the time, and they were both very successful at what they do. One's uh, uh, an actor, the other one is a musician. And so what was really cool about it was, I'm living in LA, I'm doing TV and film, and I thought that's what my career was gonna be. And if you had asked me back then, will you ever go to New York City? I probably would have been like, no, I'm not going to New York City, you know, I'm living in LA and I'm doing all this. And then I had the opportunity to come out here for about six months and I had the same, my agency had an LA office and a New York office. So I came out to New York because I was like, well, if I'm living in LA, just going to auditions, sure, I should try it, I should be open and I should try these different things. Came to New York City and my old love of theater, being able to sing and dance just it it just kinda happened. And my buddies moved back to LA after the six months and then I stayed. And it's been eight years now that I've been here. And for me the reason I love New York City is it brought something that I didn't really ever think that I had planned. I didn't know that I was going to do Broadway. I liked community theater but I was already making a living as a dancer in LA and so for me I was like man this is great. Then fast forward come to New York and I book Soul Doctor which was my first off-Broadway show and I was like oh my gosh this is cool and then that moved to broadway and it just opened a whole nother world. I still love TV and film and I still love doing having opportunities to choreograph and having opportunities to you know do movies and stuff like that. I think the best part about what we do is you know there's opportunity all over the place. To either do stage and if I don't have a stage job right now like my agents have been sending me out on TV and film stuff so it's cool to be able to have like a little bit of a diverse like oh, I'm gonna try to do things here and I'm gonna do things here uh, and then ultimately you end up you know with whoever you know writes writes the paycheck <laughs> yeah so you brought up soul doctor so tell me about that experience I know it was a very unique one and uh, yeah. yeah well you know this is no this is not a hidden secret that soul doctor was not a long-running show um, and so a lot of times people, you know a lot of times when I say soul doctor was my first Broadway show they kind of go oh and then they kind of like laugh and because you know people know and especially if you're in the Broadway world people know about what shows are open and what shows they close shows always open and they close a show that's been open for seven years, there's a day that it's gonna close. A show that's been open for a month, it could run a year, it could run 10 years. You just never know in this industry. But Soul Doctor for me was actually an incredible experience. And the reason why is because it was my Broadway debut. And you can't take that away. I don't care if it was only three months of performances and we didn't get nominated, didn't do anything. I was on a Broadway stage and to me, that was a huge check mark. I also met some of the greatest people. A uh, little shout out to my girl Vasti Mompoint, who's one of my best friends in New York City. Um, another person that kind of took me under the wing. I mean, the girl—the girl's killing it. She is literally. Uh, she might hate me for saying this, but I think she is like on Broadway show number nine right now. And so I met her on that show, and. I got to do Spongebob with her, so it's just cool like to meet these people and to have these relationships where you're going, you know, nah, that, y- yeah, it wasn't th- the greatest show, but it was a great experience because I met people, I had a Broadway debut, and you know, I think sometimes your experience is more important than the show itself because you know, the show, whether it runs or closes, is not up to you. So you might as well um, dive in with your cast, be a family, and take that away because eventually your show will close. Yeah, I think the biggest
2: thing you're saying right there to take is like, it's not always about the end result, but it's about the
3: journey. Totally. And that's how I live my life, or try to at least. You know, where am I? You know, people I say, well, where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in 10 years? I'm like, I don't even know what I want to do tomorrow. I just want to be present today. I want to try to make the best of today. And, you know, because who knows? Two years, three years from now, I may not even be in this industry. We never know what happens in life, and we never know what chapter, you know, we're about to be taken into. So for me, it's like, enjoy your time, enjoy your show, enjoy that part, because you may never play it again.
2: Uh, and then talk a little bit about your your next show you book in, on Broadway is uh, Finding Neverland, right? Correct. Yeah. What what was going on in between that time of the closing of Soul Doctor and then the the being cast in
3: uh, Neverland? So. Once, once Soul Doctor went to Broadway, and then it closed right after. Um, actually, Hurricane Sandy happened, and so I actually left for a little bit because my building was four feet underwater. So I actually left. I took a little break from from New York City, and uh, and then when I came back, I just um, jumped in with a vocal coach because I knew that. I was really strong as a dancer, but I knew that I was kind of lacking in uh, voice. I had always been a singer, but I had never been trained as a singer. Um, And I had taken like voice classes as a kid and taken like voice classes as a teenager. But now as an adult, I wasn't taking classes. And I think our voice and our bodies are constantly changing That it's important to constantly keep training. Both in the gym, both vocally, acting-wise, everything is constantly changing. So then I got um, I got involved in Finding Neverland. Had an awesome cast. Went over to um, ART with that, and then unfortunately that's where I was injured, and uh, I tore hamstring during that show. And uh, yeah, I mean it was a it was a hard time in my life just because. You know, I was working with, you know, these amazing people and this amazing cast, and I thought that I was at the height of my career. So to have a setback like that, I was like, what is happening? What has happened? Little did I know that I was, you know, really, you know, not supposed to get hurt, but things happen in life, and the lows, you know, sometimes make... Your highs even better, and so I would really say that in that year, or you know, of fully getting back and healing, um, I did a lot of like heart building, heart training, mind training, lifting, stretching, singing, and then you know, from that point on, I've actually had a better career since then. And so I look at that and some people would go, man, that was a dark cloud, or man, that was a bad time, huh? And I look at it and I say, yeah, but I'm so glad it happened because it made me a better person now, it made me a better performer, it made me stronger mentally, physically, and emotionally.
2: What was the time period from the injury, Uh, until you kind of recovered and and maybe booked your next show was your next show or next gig Spongebob or was there stuff in between
3: well I was out of the show for eight weeks and then I went back in the show but my my hamstring was not healed and if anybody has ever dealt dealt, excuse me with a injury um, every injury is different some of them take six weeks some of them take Six months, some of them you will feel for six years or forever. So um, after Finding Neverland, um, that was probably my longest time. There was probably about almost a year and a half before, um, before Spongebob Chicago started happening. have you ever had the thoughts of quitting like in those lulls
2: of not booking uh, have you been like I'm I'm done with this I'm hanging out yeah up.
3: I had that thought this morning <laughs> okay yeah tell me about it because like in
2: fitness uh, that's it's a journey right it's yeah. it's 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 uh, rented it's not owned just like being an actor you booking a gig is not owned it's not oh I, I booked this gig. I'm gonna work here at this show for 30, 40 years, retire and then be good. Like, you know, a quote unquote normal person. You uh, you have to keep earning that fitness, earning that career in acting uh, or performing. So like, tell me about that mindset of like, the times you were like, I'm done. Or like right now, like you have to basically reboot and, and get back to the grind.
3: Yeah, the reason I said, you know, I'm kind of joking when I said I thought about it this morning the reason that I say that is because it's um, this industry that I chose this industry that we chose this industry that you the listener you know might choose it's it's mentally tough and I think what people don't understand is you know they You know, they look at people's Instagrams, they look at people's Facebooks, they look at people in shows and they go, man, what an incredible, amazing life they live. And we do. It's awesome. But I think the thing that people don't understand is that growing up, at least for me, my dad worked, my mom worked, and um, you know, my dad had the same job for years and years and years and years and years and years and years. years And so when people think that I'm going to go and I'm going to do this job, that it's just going to be this long running thing. I have to tell people who don't understand our industry, I get fired and hired from jobs more than the average person, right? Like a job opens, a job closes, and then I'm back to the grind. And it's a very humbling experience to like, even Even with what I just did with Spongebob, incredible opportunity, right? Probably the highlight of my career. I got to perform in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I've watched that since a kid. I got to perform on the Tonys. That, to me, was like winning a Super Bowl ring. It was just, it was so fulfilling. But now, as I talk to you, I'm unemployed, and I'm back in the audition circuit. And that's a humbling thing because you know 5 6 weeks ago i'm in it i'm doing what everybody in our industry is wanting to do now i'm back to also doing what everybody in the industry wants to do and i has don't has <laughs> and i and i think that sometimes people aren't mentally prepared for that and i will tell you it brings me back to faith a little bit about because of that I've been chill. Now, it hasn't it hasn't been hard, but if you are not mentally, physically, and ready f- to be turned away thousands of times, this industry and this city, and I don't mean to be harsh, will chew you up and spit you out. And I've felt like it is. I've literally felt like I'm in the mouth of it, going, oh my gosh, it's chewing me and spitting me out. And then I, I just push through I know I'm supposed to be here. I know I keep training, and then the next thing always comes. So if it's always the next thing and the next thing, and, the, and nothing is
2: permanent, fulfillment-wise, where do you seek that that you know true fulfillment? What, what keeps you you know going and saying
3: I'm supposed to be here? What is that one thing that is is keeping you going? Well, I mean, it just goes back to my five Fs, my five Fs of faith, family, friends food, fitness, you know, um, I think a lot of times in life, people who work a nine to five job, um, you know, it's awesome because they have stability and they have all this, but I also think there's a part of some of them that sit there and they're like, you know, I do the same thing every single day, every single day. For me, it's exciting. This industry is exciting because like, it's, you know, I don't know. I could book a movie and be in Montana in a month. For me, when I am down, meaning when I am unemployed and when I am trying to find the next thing, I turn to what makes me the happiest. And that's my wife, that's my friends, that's my family, that's my faith. And so I just look at it as, you know, this time I'm supposed to train, I'm supposed to work hard, and I'm supposed to pour into all these other people. And I truly think every performer, every actor knows when you're supposed to shut the door. You know, I don't know if I'm going to do this for the next 30 years. But I know that I'm supposed to be here right now. I'm supposed to be in the city right now. I'm supposed to be training. I'm supposed to be getting ready for the next thing. And if God has a different plan for me, then great. I'm excited to know what that is, you know. But for right now, I'm here and I'm supposed to be here. Um, SpongeBob and Fiddler. Um, you know, Sp- SpongeBob went to Chicago prior, and um, at the same time, I was actually in auditions for Fiddler, and I had, I was at the same time kind of offered um, a position. At fiddler and i was offered a position at spongebob and for me i just kind of made a career choice right then and there that i was going to go to spongebob because it was an on stage position it was a featured part in in spongebob and so i kind of made that decision now i thought and this is you know another reason i think that you know you know if things are meant to be things are meant to be and will happen I thought maybe oh dang you know I didn't take the fiddler position you know I think I probably burned a bridge you know or something like that and I get back from Chicago Spongebob and I took about a week off and I'm in the middle of a lake on a jet ski I got my phone like in a plastic baggie you know in my pocket and it keeps like you know like vibrating and I'm like well I don't want to pull it out so finally I stopped the jet ski, I pulled down and it's my agents. And they're like, can you come back to New York? You're starting Fiddler on stage track, they need a replacement. And I was like sitting in the middle of the lake and I just kind of like, I was so excited because I thought, you know, by passing the first time to do SpongeBob, I thought that I had, you know, that I was not gonna have a chance. And little did I know that, you know, six months later it came back to me and so I got to go into that and that was just an incredible experience one of the best dancing experiences of my life the choreographer Hofesh Schechter is um, just a super modern dancer and he just created some beautiful work and it's an iconic show I mean you got the, you know you got the bottle dance number you got L'chaim you got all these numbers so to be able to to do that show and fulfill uh, the role, this guy named Brent Martinez, uh, he just created an awesome track. Um, And so to fill in, you know, when he left off was just a cool experience and um, yeah.
1: And that'll do it with J.C. Schuster. You can check out J.C. on his website, jcschuster.com. That's schuste rcom Or go to his Instagram, J.C. underscore Schuster. If you like the episode, remember, please rate it, subscribe it, leave a comment. Also, if you want help matching that Broadway talent to a new Broadway body, Go to the website, buildforthestage.com, or go to the Instagram, at buildforthestage, and DM me. All right, until next time, it's me, Roscoe, signing off.